You know the vibes. Welcome back to another episode of the Hoop Genius Podcast brought to you by NBA 2K23. Welcome to another week of the podcast. We dropped episodes over the weekends for you, so shout out to everyone who stayed in, listening to them, some real gems of knowledge being dropped. BJ Armstrong alongside my moves as always. BJ, how you been? How's your weekend? Real name, no gimmicks. You Watching a little NCAA. Yeah, a little NCAA, a little NBA. Just checking out things, so it's all good. It's Who's all caught good. your eye? Who's caught your eye in March Madness so far? You know, Mo, it's it's very difficult. I, I don't I don't watch as much college basketball as I once did. A lot of upsets, mm-hmm. you know, based on the rankings. However, you know, as you watch the games, you know, there's a lot of parity there in in, in the collegiate game, especially when you're playing a tournament, right? Uh, it's a six game, you know, championship tournament. You know, you got to go 6-0, and obviously, to win the whole thing. And it's three little mini tournaments. That's how I like to break it down, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, so now we started off with 64, or 65 technically, but 64, you know, 64 teams. Now there's 32. And, you know, then the following, you know, well, well, I take that back. And then there's like 16. So they're now the sweet, the sweet 16 after two rounds. So, um and then after these two, then you, then you get to the final four. Then you those two, then you get the championship. So, uh, you know, next week it'll be, you know, three little, you know, it'll be another round of the, of tournaments and uh, see what happens. The team that I like looks the best team to me is Alabama. They look great. They, mm-hmm. they, they really do. They look strong. Uh, Houston looked good. You know, uh, I think UConn won again today. If I saw it correctly, you know Michigan State. But if if you're saying if you had to pick a pick someone, I would I would pick the uh, Alabama Alabama Crimson Tide to to win the whole thing. Things didn't go so well for your Iowa Hawkeyes, though, PJ. No, we see that seems to be a common theme with us every year. You know, we're, yeah. we're just one and done. We're 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 one and done. We get to the tournament. Which is good, and for some reason we can't we we can't move beyond that. But it's all good though. They had a great year, and um, you know we'll move on to the next next year next year. Let know. me ask you this: If you were the number one high school prospect this season, mm-hmm. what would you do? Would you go G League? Would you go college? Would you go overseas? What would be the path you pick? Well, you know, you know, that's an interesting question. And, you know, every 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 kid is different. And and there's no particular way, right? If if the end goal, let's say the end goal is the NBA, right? Um then I, I look at it I look at it in twofold, right? It's very simple to me. But I'm I'm just just in the way I look at the world. First thing is you gotta develop this person. Yeah. You got to develop this person. This person has to develop. And the best place to develop, in my humble opinion, is 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 college. Okay. Okay. You know why? Because now I'm playing the long game. I'm only going to dribble that ball <laughs> for so long. I'm only going to play that game for so long. So I'm going to play the long game and develop this person with an idea that it is possible. It's possible to work a lot longer in the business game than it is to play. And I have the potential to make more money in the real world than I do playing the game. Okay. Now, Hey, if you think 
the other way around. I can't argue with that in the short term. However, in my life, in the way I look at it, and I'm a I'm a living example, I've made far more business. I've achieved more in my business world off the court than I have on the court. So <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna what? do I'm gonna I'm gonna do I'm gonna take care of the person first, right? I'm going to my education and all of the things I need to do to take care of that. And then, then I worry about the, the, the plane and all of the other stuff. So for me, um, and the way I look at this, I would definitely go to college. I mean, that would be, it would be definite for me. It's not even, it's not even a, excuse me. It's not even a, I mean, I, I don't even, I don't get it. Like, you have to develop. The person has to develop. And if you're going to be the best or whatever you're going to be, there has to be a foundation there. And the foundation for myself and my family has always been the, the educational system. So I'm going to, and I don't mean just going to school, right? You, I've learned so much as a young adult being around young people my own age. How many and years did you do years, at college? I did four years. I did four years. Four. I did four years, graduated. What was your, what, what did you graduate in? Communications with a minor in business. Okay. And that was, that laid the foundation for me moving forward in everything I've done. So the basketball was, that was just an icing on the cake. However, the, 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 the real work was what I did there. And then that set the foundation. And then I just happened to have played for a number of years. I happened to do some other things. But the foundation was set for me to move forward in whatever it is I was going to do. Um, and I'm still utilizing, you know, those skills that I learned, you know, some 30 years ago. Right. It's been over 30 years that I did um, doing that. So I, I, I would do that play and then see what happens. And then, if okay. you know, if you're good enough to play, so be it. If you're good enough to go overseas, so be it, but take care of the person first. It's interesting because this year, the three top prospects, you've obviously got Victor, who's playing overseas, born and raised overseas. And I think him going to college would delay the process of him getting to the NBA. You have Scoot Henderson, who opted for the G League Ignite. So he gets that, I think it's 500K, they pay those players. And then you have Brandon Miller, who of Alabama is playing really well and um, looks to be on path for a high draft pick in the NBA. So it's an interesting proposition. My next question for you though, BJ, is if you were the number one high school prospects, you had every school in the country recruiting you, where would you go and play your college ball? And don't say Iowa because you already went there. Where would you go with a clean slate now? Yeah, you know, I would, I was just telling my, my wife and I, we were just, she was like, knowing what you know now, what would you do, right? Mm. Again, you know, every situation is different. Like I look at the players and go, okay, some players need X, right? If you need X, some players need exposure. Some players may benefit from a brand of basketball. And, you know, all colleges are not are, are not the same, right? There's a different brand of basketball on the West Coast or, you know, the East Coast. There's a different brand of basketball, you know, that you play, you know, in the ACC, which is different than the SEC, right? You know, for those who follow follow college basketball. You know, and then you got to look at the coaches. 
Like, yeah. What's your brand of basketball? Okay. So if I were the number one player, assuming that I was a number one player and I had a legit chance to be a professional player, like, you know, like a lot of times these rankings, I look at the rankings and I go, okay, okay. You might be the number one player in high school, but that doesn't mean you're the best prospect for the pros. Let's assume I was a, a, a big time, you know, prospect for the pros. I, I would go Ivy Leagues. I would go Ivy League. That's what I would do. So that's what, like, Princeton, Yale, Harvard? Princeton, Yale, So Brown. even though their basketball programs aren't quite Kentucky. I, I, that, that's the whole thing. The number one pick. Okay. So the whole thing, if you are a true – so here's my thing. If you are a true, true prospect, you're going to go to the worst team in the NBA. I'm going to repeat that. If you are Victor Wimbenyama right now would go to the worst team in the NBA. So why am I going to play on the best team in college? <laughs> if you're if you're if you are who you say you are, <laughs> prepare yourself to shoulder the responsibility of what it means to be the number one pick. That only makes common sense. Why, why do we not see that? Go, well, hey. You asked me what I would do. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not. No one's asked me what they should do. So I keep my mouth shut, Mo. I stay at home. I do the podcast on a, on a Sunday night for me. And I and I just watch. But mm. if you were asking me, I'm going to set myself up for two things. One, it's about meeting people. Well, the people that I need to meet are at those places. I hear that. Big okay. bag. <laughs> okay. The people that I need to meet are at those places. Two, if I'm as good as y'all say I am, and if I believe I'm that good, well, I might as, I might as well start doing it now so that when it happens for me a year or two or three or even four years later, I will have practice on what it means to build a program because that's what's going to happen to me when I go to the pros. Is that not right, Mo? Yeah, you're going to the worst teams in the NBA unless it's like Okay, a I'm going to the worst where yeah, I'm you going know, to like the, the worst Lakers got, you know, or, Magic or the Golden State the Celtics, Warriors, you know. But I'm I'm going to the worst team in the league. So why am I going to play with on an All-Star team in college? You're like like what? Zion, that, RJ, and, and Cam Reddish going to play together. It, do. it doesn't. It doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't. It does. Again, my thing is to set myself up long term. Now, you know, I I think Duke is a fabulous place. You know, I I. But again, I would assess what it is I need. What is it I need? I, I if think, I'm not that player, maybe you go to another place. But look, again. Look, that's what I would do. Looking at it from the lens of being a grown adult and making decisions is a lot easier than being a 17, 18 year old. And you've got UCLA and Arizona where it's just absolutely lit. Or you've got Kentucky who's got like the best facilities in the world. So it's interesting to me. It, it is yeah, very well, interesting. I, I, like I, I will say this. I will say this. I will say this. Confidence is a funny thing, Mo. Mm -hmm. Confidence is a funny thing. Okay. And when I see these young people make the decisions that they make, it says a lot about who they are and, 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 and who they're going to be. Now, that's probably the scout in me. 
the first thing I always ask a young man is, how did you make that decision? Like, why did you go to North Carolina or why did you go to Kentucky? And if you say, and, and kids say, oh, because they had the best facilities. Interesting. Okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> why? Because we, we, I wanted to be on the best team. Interesting. Um, well, you know, you know, coach, what's his name was started recruiting me early. So that's why you went there. Interesting. Mm -hmm. What's the when answer you're, you're looking these, for when, when you ask those questions? You, I want to be the best person. I want, I, I want someone that's going to help me be the best person I can be. Mm -hmm. You can't be the best player without being the best person. They work hand in hand. Okay. The facilities don't matter. The conference you play in doesn't matter. You're part of a, okay, you, you got five McDonald's All-Americans. Well, you should beat Colgate or whoever. You should beat them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. I'm not interested in that. Here's what every scout wants to, this is what every scout wants to know. The scouts don't even care who's the best player in the draft. If you want to know the absolute truth, no scout wants to know who's the best player in the draft. What every scout wants to know, who's going to be the best player after the draft? Because I can't see who you really are until I put you in a competitive environment where you actually have to compete. Okay. So knowing that I always look for the players who will outperform wherever they rank. Mm -hmm. If you're number one, you should be better than advertised. I look for the guy who is, he's 28th, but he's upset because he's not ranked in the top five. So he's pick. just trying to, no, the, the guy who's the, tw who's the guy who's. Yeah, no, I'm just clarifying. You don't mean 28 yeah. years old. I'm just yeah, clarifying. Yeah, 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 no, yeah. the guy who's the 28th the pick or the 28th guy, yeah, who is like, he's searching for the number one or number two guy mm -hmm. because he knows he's better than that guy. That's the guy I'm looking for because that guy wants to be the best player after the draft. I'm looking always for, for the player who is either ranked number one who is like saying, okay, who thinks they're the best and I'm looking for you. Or I'm looking for the guy who's trying to search those other guys down. Mm -hmm. So the guys who who gang up, man, I, sometimes you know I get it, I get it. You know you play and you, you want to win and all those things. And, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's fine. However, when you come to the NBA, you got to compete. You, that's the one thing that separates you from everyone else. The guy who wants to compete. It's not the guy with all the talent. It's the guy who wants to compete. So, you know, I, I, I'm it, to me, it's very simple. Like I, I want, I want to. I grew up in Detroit, Michigan, but I went to Iowa because I wanted to compete. It wasn't, it wasn't like I wanted to be with my friends or whatever. No, I'm, I'm the, I'm the guy. I believe I'm the guy, and I got confidence, and I'm going to go here. Mm -hmm. And you know what, Mo? <laughs> and I was determined to do it. Mm -hmm. that, so, that it, it, it. So that was that was my whole thinking into me. That never changes. If you're as good as you say they are, you know, do you? 
So I had a clip of Tyrese Halliburton talking recently about his draft process. And uh, one thing that was interesting to me is um, he said that during his, you know, scouting process of pre-draft, he said to a number of teams, he was picked 12th overall in 2020. He said to a number of teams that he doesn't want them to pick him because they already had like a stacked players at the point guard position and he wanted to go to somewhere where he'd be the guy, right? So he's obviously a young, ambitious point guard, ended up getting drafted ironically by the Kings who had De'Aaron Fox. But, you know, he told some teams that he didn't want to go to them. So let's say, you know, hypothetically, if this is BJ Armstrong in 2022, he's the number one high school prospect. He goes to Harvard or Yale or whatever Ivy League school, and he's still one of the top prospects. When you look at the teams this year, Houston, Detroit, um, you know, Houston, Houston, Detroit, Charlotte, Orlando, um, San Antonio, which team would you want to play on if you could have your choice of rebuilding teams? See, that doesn't matter to me. My dream as a kid, I, I remember my dad telling me this. My dad was like a very simple person, right? You, you know, like, like, like I'll, I'll get a question like this and I'll ask my dad. My dad, and and I'm now I'm beginning to sound like my dad, right? Because my dad, like, <laughs> like life was very simple to him. He'd be like, "Okay, where do you want to go?" And, and my dad will say, "He'll he'll be like, what do you mean, where you want to go?" As a kid, you said you wanted to play in the NBA. Is that not right? Yeah, dad, I want to play in the NBA. So now all of a sudden, when did it change? Mm -hmm. Wait a minute, you said you wanted to play in the NBA, right? Yeah, dad, that's what I said. So when did that change? Now you got to go to a certain team. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm talking <laughs> more fit wise, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your uh, skill set hey, and, hey. and whatnot. Okay, all right. So then I'll say, okay, Dad. Well, I got to go here. He was like, wait a minute, wait a minute, son. This is the best league in the world, right? You 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 ducking the you ducking the competition now. Mm hmm. You, you when when you start ducking competition. Mm -hmm. When did you start trying to find a fit? Those are the best players in the world. Now, if you if, if you telling me you got to go to a certain place to trick the system, tell me that. <laughs> but I'm not. I I I, I, I <laughs> we we from Detroit. We 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 run to the competition. Where the comp? Oh, he the best player. Let's go over there. Mm -hmm. Like my dad used to carry me. Where the where the best players playing? They playing over on that side. They playing on they playing across the park. Okay, son, let's go over there. Mm -hmm. Like I okay, you 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 going to to a, a fit because you don't want to play. These are the mo. I'm trying to be one of thirty starting guards in the entire world. What you running from? Mm -hmm. I'm being one mo. There's only thirty. Starting point guards in the world. What you running from? Hey, where, where, where you gonna go? Where you gonna go? Where you gonna go on this one? Well, I'm better than this guy. Well, I'm better. No, Mo, I'm gonna have to see the 30 best guards in the world every night as a starting guard in the NBA. What you running from? I hate. I hate now, you. now maybe, may, maybe that's a new thing for this generation. I, I that that was life is real simple. I'm in the NBA now. Houston Rockets, 
I'll see you at 730 when the when the popcorn is popping. <laughs> <laughs> whoever, whoever, whoever the teams are, it doesn't matter with me. Because okay. what I what I know in this league is no roster is gonna stay the same. Mo, Mo and company, your generation go crazy during the trade deadline. Rumors are rampant. Everyone's traded everyone. We're going to go crazy again in free agency because we're going to figure out who's getting traded. We're going to start trading players again in the draft, in the draft start. So what roster is set? Like, what roster is saying, this guy's going to be here for the next 10 years? Mm -hmm. I hear hear what you're saying. So, you know, with these top three prospects for this year's draft that we spoke about, Victor, Scoot Henderson, and Brandon Miller, would you say it's it's pretty much a consensus that most people around the NBA think that Victor is not just a clear cut pick, but he will end up being the best player out of the three? Well, you know, best player, you know, that's a big statement because okay. because I remember the year that Evan Mobley was drafted. Um, was that what twenty twenty one? Yeah, twenty twenty. I love I loved I loved him coming out. I loved you him said coming you out. said to me. During that draft, which saw Kay Cunningham go one, Jalen Green go two, Evan Mobley go three, you said that you think, or I think you said like people around scouts and that that you've spoken to think that even though he might not be the number one player in the draft, they believe that he will end up being the most impactful player from that year's draft. Forecasting this year, year, who do you think is going to end up being the most impactful in in this year's draft coming up? Oh, in this draft, in this one coming up. Um, if you, if you, if you said right now, okay, so there, there's a, there's always a couple of things you can't predict. Right. And one of the things I can't predict is what the game is going to look like 10 years from now. Mm -hmm. Okay. And the reason I'm saying this is because in order to be the best player, you have to learn, you have to have a certain amount of drive in you to impose your will on the game. Okay. So what does that mean? All right. Steph Curry, for instance, came into a league where the league has always been, for the most part, a big man's league, right? We always played basketball from the inside out. Even though you had guards like Jordan and Magic and these guys, they still played the game with the same mindset of that the bigs were there and they just learned how to manipulate the game in their own way. They learned how to impose their will as bigger guards in the league, if that makes sense. Okay. Mm -hmm. Especially Jordan, he imposed his will on the game because all of the teams were built around big guys, right? Kareem, Wilt Chamberlain, Olajuwon, Olajuwon, Tim Duncan, da-da-da-da-da-da. However, there was this guard who came and imposed his will on the game. Suddenly, now, we go into the next generation, And then there was this little guard who imposed his will on the game and he started shooting threes, which changed the way we currently are playing the game right now. Why? Because for the most part, Mo, this is a copycat league. If Mm -hmm. one team does it and has success, all the other teams are going to follow. So guess what now what everyone's doing? So the Warriors have won. They've really had the last decade. They've won four championships in the last, what, about 10 years or so. So now they've imposed their will on the game. Okay, Steph Curry in particular. None of us, Mo, none of us thought that this would ever be a game 
where you would have the game being played from the outside in. Mm-hmm. It had never been done before. Okay? Let alone win. Mo, no one ever thought that you were going to win just shooting threes. Yeah. Okay? But they did it. So now, if we would have knew then, if we would have knew then what we know now, he probably, you know, he probably, he would have been the number one pick in the draft. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Now, what makes it interesting about Wimpenyama, this guy is 7'5". He's an exceptional talent, especially when you look at it from the lens of how we used to view the game. Everyone's looking for a big guy who could run, check, jump, check, pass, check. All right, he's a little thin, but, you know, he'll grow into his body. He knows how to play, check, all those things. However, Mo, we're still playing small ball. So mm-hmm. what's going to have to happen, Mo, besides him being a great player, he will also have to impose his will on the game, Mo, because he is not going to be a 7-5 guy just shooting jumper jump shots. Yeah, he can do more than that. He can be. We think he can be more than that. However, Mo, if we look at the game today, there's really only, well, you want to count Giannis as a, as a big, but he's not playing in the center position. There's only really two big guys playing today's game, Jokic and Embiid. Yeah, the rest of them are just everyone. Everywhere, everyone else is, you know, he's a he's a shot blocker, he's a rim protector, he's a, you know, he's a he's a guy who yeah, he's a Rudy Gobert or Clint Capella or Collinsy Towns, and they just do one thing. So we're now this guy is going to go number one, and suddenly now he's going to have to impose his will on how the game is played because if he imposes his will mo and suddenly he starts winning guess what everyone's going to do oh wow i need a big guy to guard him and then the game will come back to the bigs so what am i saying i think he's a phenomenal talking about Wimbenyama. i think he's a phenomenal talent he has everything you could possibly want in a big as a prospect i mean he i mean he checks every box he may be the best prospect I've ever seen. However, Mo, what I'm really interested in is to see how resilient this young man really is. Mm-hmm. Because, Mo, this is going to be a huge task for him because he's going to have to change the game. Yeah. Mo, he's, More so he, than Scoot, who's a point guard Scoot or Miller, guard. who's a wing. Scoot, the game is already built for guys like him. Scoot, the kid, Brandon Miller. Okay, he's 6'8". Six nine. Well, he could come in and score just like Kevin Durant and all these other guys. What's the difference between him and Paul George, Kawhi Leonard? We already know LeBron James. We already know what those guys do when they come into the league. This game is predicated basically on you know wing play, right? Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown. Yep. You could. The list goes on and on and on. You, you know, you look at Josh Giddy. Look at these guys. They they just keep coming up. Devin Booker. Da da da. I don't know, Mo. That's the one thing you don't know. You don't know what's inside of a player until you get him. I had no idea watching Steph Curry that this was who he was going to be. Yeah, we can, we can only go from what we've seen. So from the outside yeah, looking yeah. in, I, if you had to, I don't. I, if you had to, to put you, these guys in an order, one, two, three, what order? Would I, have, you put I, them I have no. I have no idea. I, I really don't because Wimbenyama, Wimbenyama, without question, should be. He could be. He should he should be based on what I can see. 
he should be considered if he's healthy he should be up there saying who is who is one of the great players of all time he should be in that conversation if he stays healthy mm-hmm. however i don't know what's in him i don't know what's going to happen the first time he gets hit i don't know what's going to happen the first time yeah. he experiences you know disappointment i don't know the first time it's going to happen when Giannis tries to run right through him whether or not he'll take oh, it my. and get back up. <laughs> I don't know what's going to happen with well, Embiid and Jokic and all these guys get to I don't know. That well, I don't know. I, I think what I like, can tell you this. Go ahead. Go, go ahead. ahead. Go ahead. Uh, well, but what I, I can I, tell you is this. Mm-hmm. This is what I can tell you. Wimbenyama, because of the expectations that are placed on bigs, he will have a target on him because we're going to ask him we're going to ask him to really reset the NBA. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that's fair for anybody, right? <laughs> okay. We're going to ask him to reset the NBA. We're going to ask him to say, okay, enough with the small ball era. Let's bring the game back to the game that we used to play because now the bigs are back. And then all of a sudden you're going to see these guys come back to the game where you're going to see pulse play again suddenly you're going to see other teams starting to not just play tall guys. They're going to have to play big men. And if they win, Mo, if Wimbenyama comes in and he's the player we think he is going to be, Mo, he will have an effect on the game where all of a sudden you'll see bigs playing in the NBA again. Yeah. And you'll see more team basketball because bigs, it's one thing bigs can't do for the most part, they can't dribble the ball up and pass it to themselves like guards can. They can just dribble up yeah, and yeah. shoot it. So if Wimbenyama is that player, if Wimbenyama is resilient enough to withstand the onslaught of guys just looking him off and shooting threes and all of those things, if he's good enough to where the guards would be like, hey, man, I got to pass him the ball. And he yeah. learns how to play and imposes his will on the game. And all of a sudden, Mo, he is the only guy in the league that's athletically can do what he can do. Because he can do some things athletically, right, Mo, that a lot of these guys can't do at his size. That will change the game. And I can assure you that there there won't be any more point guards going in the top four or five of the draft. Because everyone's going to be trying to catch that guy. Yeah. You follow me? I I hear what you're saying. Right now, the Golden State Warriors... Scoot and all of these guys now are like, everyone's trying to catch Steph Curry. But right now, Wimbenyama is intriguing because he can impose his will on the game. And that mm-hmm. would be fascinating to see. So if you had the number two pick, assuming that Victor goes number one, would you pick Brandon Miller or would you pick Scoot Henderson? Because from watching Brandon Miller play, I'm, I know as great as Scoot is and all the hype he's got around him, I'm kind of tempted to pick this Brandon Miller kid. Well, it, it, here's the thing. You know, Mo, I, I, for better or for worse, I've been in these draft rooms. Listen, if you just, when you're looking at guys, you just can't look at what you see. You got to put together the whole, you got to put together the whole picture here. Brandon Miller, clearly, clearly is a, a very talented. This kid, Scoop, clearly is talented. But Mo, there are a lot of talented players out there. Mm-hmm. And, a, and, and trust me when I tell you this, okay? Trust me when I tell you this. This is going to be a really good draft, okay? The Thompson twins, for instance, they're really talented. Mo, they could be the best players in the draft. 
there there are a number of players you know you know no one was talking about this kid Josh Giddy just a few years ago right and now you're looking at Josh Giddy and these guys you're going he's pretty good mm-hmm. okay there are a number of players and a lot of these players Mo now you don't hear a lot of hype and all these things about them so you got to go through the process. I don't know who two through five or two through eight or two through tens who's going to be. I'm just looking at Wimbenyama because he's seven five. And regardless of how the game is played, Mo, at that length and with his skill set, you're saying what it could be. You just can't pass him up. He's just one you can't pass up. If he was seven one, Mo, you might think differently. Okay, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you might think differently, just like last year with Chet Holmgren. But at seven five, you're saying, "Ooh, that's a little different." Because if he ends up just being a four man at seven five, he said he wants to play intriguing. the three. So that's a whole that's game changer. That's what I'm, and Mo, he may be end up being a three. I don't know what he's going to be, but at seven five, you got to look at him a little different. The other guys, Mo, you just got to take a good hard look. I don't know. But I do know, Mo, this is going to be a really good draft. This is going to be a good, Mo, there's going to be more than, I think it's, this draft, in my opinion, has a chance to have three to five, like, Hall of Fame talents Mm -hmm. in this draft, right? This is a really good draft. Like, this could be a really, really good draft. So I'm excited about it. I don't know. I'm not dodging the question. It's just you don't know. You don't know how these guys are going to do when they come up here. You got to you got to you got to get them into your facility. You got to work them out. You got to talk to them. You got to you, you know you you got to really sit down with them for 3 or 4 days to kind of build a picture of who they really are and who they could be. Mm-hmm. And you got to see who's got the drive. If we're just going to say what we see on television, Nine times out of ten, you're going to get that wrong. Guy, you know, this is college or G League or whatever. Guy can have a good game. You want to try to put together and make a total picture of who you think this player is going to be, and that's going to require a lot more depth than this you and I watching from afar. Yes, sir. Well, let us know in the Discord who you would take if you had the number one, number two, number three picks. Um, get involved in the conversation. We've had some great conversations going on over there over the weekend. So make sure you hit the link in the description. We'll be back tomorrow with more from the Hoop Genius podcast as March Madness continues to unfold. And tomorrow we'll talk more about the NBA. So make sure you stay locked in, stay subscribed, share with a friend and all that good stuff. And most importantly, until next time, get buckets.